Good afternoon and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. It is starting to drizzle here in my temporary backyard here in Pittsburgh. We actually added another day to stay in Pittsburgh because we didn't feel like moving back to Scranton just yet. Um, But tonight I think we're going to pack everything up and get ready to go. Um, We are looking at the trade deadline. And, uh, you know, every year I get a little more pissed off at the trade deadline. Last year, it was the Dodgers who were able to acquire Trey Turner and Max Scherzer at the deadline. Um, Scherzer has since moved on to the Mets. Um, And the Dodgers really aren't the super team anymore because this year, the San Diego Padres added, um, let's see, who did they just add? Uh, They added, I'm just going on, I just woke up and I'm going off the top of my head. I took a really solid nap, by the way. (laughs) Um but anyway, the Padres got um, Juan Soto, who is one of the next top five superstars in the game. And they're probably going to pay him a contract north of $400 million, maybe $450 million. Um, something that teams like the Pirates or the Orioles or Marlins or you name it, keep going on, can't even dream of paying somebody. You know, again, this is what I'm getting at, why I hate the trade deadline. Um, They also got Josh Bell, uh, who has been um, very productive this year at first base. And he's really improved his defensive game. I mean, think about this. I remember when Josh Bell was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. At the time, um, he had said, do not draft me. And by the way, I do like Neil Huntington better than um, the new guy. I don't trust the new guy at all. Um, But Huntington had a good draft. I want to say that he got um, someone good with the first pick. Um, It was probably um, one of the pitchers, probably Talion with the first pick. And then with the second pick, um, they got a guy named Josh Bell who said, do not draft me. And they signed him over slot. So Josh Bell moves through the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, minor league system pretty quickly. And then he comes up to the major league team. And he was very raw at the time. He was actually still kind of skinny, you know. Still kind of how Key Brian Hayes is now. But I think Hayes will fill out eventually. Um, But anyway, Josh Bell had some pop. Um, His defense at first base was really bad, you know. So as Pittsburgh Pirate fans do, you know, he got booed. Because Pittsburgh Pirates fans love all the prospects. But they hate all the players, you know. So... They didn't really appreciate Josh Bell. Some people did, um, but a lot of the fans did not appreciate Josh Bell, what he was doing. Um, Because one year he had a great first half, and he was still young. He's still learning. One year he had a great first half of the season where he hit like 30 home runs, 34 home runs in the first half, a bunch of doubles. You know, he, he couldn't miss. And then in the second half of the season, he went into a really bad slump. Combination of pitchers adjusting to him and just, you know, reversion to the to the um, norm you know he's not a 60 home run guy um now we do have a 60 home run guy now in the game and uh he's the guy on the yankees um the best slugger that we've seen in quite a long time i mean you have guys that can slug like bryce harper and um you know a bunch of other guys but as far as just a pure slugger I don't know if we've seen anybody as good as um, that guy on the Yankees right now. And he's still in his prime. You know, he's just coming up. 
Um, so this guy could potentially hit 60 home runs in a non-steroid season. But I digress, you know. Um, Josh Bell was um, a slugger. And, you know, he didn't have great defense. And he played for the Pittsburgh Pirates for a few years, you know. Um, the Pirates fans, like I said, they didn't appreciate him. They were all like, we might as well just get rid of him. Josh Bell sucks, you know. Um, he was traded to Washington. And he won a, uh, a ring with Washington, by the way. But he was traded to Washington. And we didn't really get much back. Um, the, I think the only guy we still have that's any good that we got back from the Josh Bell trade is probably Will Crow. And we may very, very well see Will Crow traded today. There's still time. It's about 3, 3.30 my time. Pittsburgh time. Um, but in any case, um, that is what Josh Bell did. He went to Washington, won a ring there. And now that Washington is unloading everybody, he is going to San Diego um, along with um, one of the best young hitters in baseball. And, yeah, Washington is getting back some guys. Um Guys that aren't particularly ready, but keep in mind, Washington is a team that will pay guys eventually. So I'm pretty sure that Washington is looking to um, give an extension to Mackenzie Gore. And they're looking to give an extension to C.J. Abrams and really have those guys around for a long time. Which is something that the Pittsburgh Pirates won't do to their best guys unless they can really get a team-friendly, dirt-cheap um guy like they did with Marte or like they did with um, some of those other guys or like they recently did with Key Brian Hayes. But yeah, the deal, I guess, makes sense for Washington in that they're the worst team in baseball this year and they offered over $400 million to Juan Soto and he didn't want to stay in Washington. You know, I'm sure he's going to enjoy his time in San Diego. It's a beautiful city, you know. But I mean, you look at what happens with players. They just get shipped around, shipped around. Like Josh Bell um, wasn't that great with the Pirates. Just like you could say um, Garrett Cole wasn't at his best with the Pirates until they shipped him to Houston and he won a World Series. And currently he's on the Yankees on a really rich contract. The kind of contract that would never be given out by 22 out of the 30 teams in, in Major League Baseball. Um, and he will um, probably win another World Series in uh, New York with the Yankees. Um, and that is Garrett Cole. You know that the Pirates have traded away um, enough to, to put seven All-Stars together this year. You know, And that includes a guy that they just traded last year um, in Clay Holmes. So, I mean, it's really, really tough. And as much as I joke about the Pirates, I do get angry about it, you know? Like, I was in the stadium yesterday. They gave me a free press pass. And I was looking around and just looking at the history of the Pirates. And that is just depressing, you know? Because sports is supposed to be about trying to win. You know, sports is supposed to be fun, you know? Sports is supposed to be about players who love the city, you know? Like Willie Stargell, you know, guys like that. Um, or with the Phillies, you know, guys like Larry Boa, you know. Um, but really, sports anymore is mostly about prima donnas and about money. And the NFL is not as bad because you have a salary cap. Um, the NFL is not what it used to be. 
But it's not as bad because you have that salary cap. But Major League Baseball is just awful and depressing, you know. And the fact that they did nothing in this last CBA just made it more awful and more depressing, you know. And you have less and less super teams. I mean, I would say the super teams are San Diego, L.A., the Mets, and the Yankees. And then you have great organizations like... um, Atlanta Braves, you have the um, St. Louis Cardinals, um, you have the Tampa Bay Rays, you have the San Francisco Giants, just these great organizations, you know. And then you have some teams that have money, but they don't know what to do with it, like the Philadelphia Phillies. And then you just have everybody else, you know, teams that will never really have a chance to win, you know, teams like the Reds, the Pirates, uh, the Cubs are probably in that um, have a lot of money but don't know what to do with it. They just got lucky one year. Um, But most of the teams, the Twins, the Orioles, you could go on and on. Most of the teams will never have a chance to win anything, you know. And it's mostly because they can't afford the coaches, they can't afford the development, and they certainly can't afford the payroll to compete with teams like the other eight or nine teams that I mentioned. There's probably ten, there's probably one-third of the league that tries to win. Uh, And that's just no fun, you know. And the trade deadline exasperates that, you know, because you have all the sellers giving away all their best players where you have kids in cities that love players like that, you know. You have kids that fall in love with guys like Jacob Stallings, you know, kids that really like guys like... um, the second baseman that the Pirates traded away last year, Adam Frazier. Not that he's that good, but people loved him, you know. There were, there were people that loved him, but he, you never stick around long enough in Pittsburgh, you know, to really cultivate fans, you know. And fans just get pissed off. Fans of the Pirates, most of the fans that were around from 2013 to 2015, friends of mine, um, they don't give a damn about the Pirates anymore. You know, they got pissed off in 2016, 2017 when the team just kind of gave up, you know. Uh, and they, they don't follow the Pirates anymore. And this is why you'll see in August and September, you know, when the Phillies are gone, when the Red Sox are gone, when the Yankees are gone, you're going to see, uh, and when kids are heading back to school, you're going to see about 300 people actually in the stands for these games, you know. And for it, team for a a city like Pittsburgh who had these great teams you know the Pittsburgh Alleghenies uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates who won championships in 1909 Uh, they won a championship sometime in the 1920s and then they had one of the greatest at bats in Major League Baseball history the shot heard around the world uh, when they won the World Series in 1960 in seven games Um, They had the lumber company in the late 70s. And then they made one final last run in 1992. Uh, And this is before, you know, their payroll was the lowest in the league. Uh, They had a lot of good players in 1992. And they just fell short to the Atlanta Braves. But back then, the city was still behind Pittsburgh. I mean, the Pirates weren't a joke. They weren't a laughing stock, you know. Their fans weren't torn between... The ones that know what's going on and the dreamers, you know, that make excuses for the Pirates dumping everybody. The fans were together, you know. They were Pirates fans, you know. 
It wasn't Pirates, good Pirates fans, bad Pirates fans. This is the way the fanboys look at it is the Pirates fans that complain about the payroll are bad Pirates fans. They're not, you know. They're just Pirates fans that kind of know what's going on. You know, Pirates fans that listen to my podcast, you know, that feel the pain, you know, that are depressed about what has happened, you know. And I can talk about last night's trade. Um, The Pirates traded um, a couple of guys that were making money and on actual contracts. And one who was actually doing pretty good. Um, And that is Jose Quintana. He was having a really good season. In fact, he hadn't given up a run in the last 13 innings. And he was a big part of why the Pirates, even though the Pirates have the bottom three, um, they have the third worst um, record in baseball. They were sort of competing for a little while there before this final tank. Well, before this this latest tank. I think it's going to get worse in the next couple months. Um, And the other guy that they gave up um, was a guy that had been pretty good the last couple years. Um, A relief pitcher that had been pretty good for the last couple years for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But he was making actual money. You know, he was making like over three million bucks. So they had to dump him. And they had to find a way to dump him. So they got creative, you know. The Cardinals said, we'll agree to um, take on his salary, you know, if we can give you less in prospects. So the Pirates really didn't get anything back. They got a young guy, um, a young first baseman that has the potential to be a slugger, um, sort of like a Mason Martin type, but he's performed better than Mason Martin this year. Not as good defensively as Mason Martin. Um, and the, about the same height as Michael Chavis, you know, but Chavis is going to cost real money next year. So you got to think they're going to find a way to dump Chavis and have this guy be the first baseman because the plan was to dump Chavis when he started making money and um, put Mason Martin in at first base. But Mason Martin has had a horrific year, you know. There's no way that you could put him in at first base. You know, you have to put you have to put a team. You have to at least give the ruse that you're trying to win. You know, even though the Pirates are likely to lose a hundred games again next year in 2023. Um, They also got another arm, you know. So they lost um, one arm and they gained an arm, you know. And uh, you know what? Those arms are about the same. But this guy that they got from the Cardinals, um, they could try to make into a starter, you know, if they unload some of these starters when they start making money. I mean, eventually Thompson, Brubaker, and Keller are going to start making money and want actual contracts or they're going to be arbitration players. So you got to dump them for guys that are cheaper. And we only have a few guys that are going to be cheaper than those guys. Um, we have Burroughs. We have Priester. Um, eventually, hopefully, we'll have um, Jared Jones. But the two guys that we got this week um, so far in the trade deadline could potentially be four and five starters to those other guys that I mentioned. So you're always thinking of how you can actually field a team but keep the payroll around 60 million bucks, you know, and that's the Pirates' plan all the time, you know. Even when they signed Key Brian Hayes, they're actually paying him more the first couple years than they will during his more productive years just because they had to make sure that they could keep their payroll under 60, 70 million bucks during those years, you know. Um, So that's the new plan at first base. You know, we have a new first baseman, and it's the guy we traded for last night. Um, We have a new second baseman, and it's likely Marcano. 
um, because, you know, Chavis might be making a little bit more money than they would like, and they might want to trade him in the offseason. And if they don't trade him in the offseason, they'll just trade him at next year's deadline. But you have those two guys competing for second base, and yet then you have Jiwan Bay, who also doesn't make any money at second base. Um, you have at shortstop um, Cruz, who won't make any money and won't be really good until the Pirates get rid of him. You know, he'll be in those formative years, like with Josh Bell. You know, he'll still be learning. And then likely you're going to see within the next year, within the next calendar year, which includes next year's deadline, Brian Reynolds will be traded. And we'll have to find some cheaper outfielders, guys that we either get back on those trades or, you know, Swaggerty in center, um, uh, Captain Jack in left, and somebody else in right field, you know, possibly Matt Gorski. He won't be making any money. Um, but you see how it works, you know. And eventually in the next couple of years, you're going to have to trade Bednar because he's going to be on an actual major league contract. Um, And that's just how it is for teams like the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, and that's how the trade deadline works. You know, you can dump guys that um, other teams are willing to pay, like, you know, those 10 teams that I mentioned. And then you can bring up young guys for a few years, um, even if you get like a Mackenzie Gore. But even the teams like Washington are the ones that get the Mackenzie Gores in trades because they have real players to trade, you know. Washington was able to sign big bucks to get a guy off the um, international market like a, um, um, you know, like like they had in uh, Soto and Turner, you know. Uh, Turner was probably just a really shrewd draft pick. But the Pittsburgh Pirates will never get really get players like that unless they get super lucky with a guy like Turmar. But, I mean, even he's a long shot to become some l- real long shot to become someone as good as even like a Trey Turner, you know? So when you're following the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is why I have this podcast, you have to laugh because otherwise you would cry, you know? I mean, if you tried to take it seriously, like some of the people do on Pirates Twitter, you would just continually be getting frustrated until you leave, you know? For me, I know what's going on, you know? So I'm never going to get that frustrated to where I'm going to be that pissed off at the Pirates. You know, I really don't care how many wins they get. I just kind of forecast how many wins they're going to get. And I think they're going to lose 100 games this year and they're going to lose 100 games in 2023. And like I said, beyond that, you know, maybe in 2025 and 2026, they could possibly compete for a wild card spot, you know, hang around 500. And then in 2027 with the salary floor, they could really compete for um, maybe not a division, you know, but they'll be solidly in there for like 85 wins. Um, if there's a salary floor and they have to spend like 150 million bucks, they still won't be spending as much as the super teams. And they still won't be as smart as St. Louis, Tampa, um, San Francisco. Um, teams that really know how to do it. You know, they really make good moves. Um, but, you know... That's where you're looking. I mean, that's how far in the future you have to look to really be able to enjoy Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. Um, 2025 is a possibility at 500. 2026, you got a real solid chance at a wild card. If everybody, if everything pans out with these guys that I mentioned yesterday, you know, the guys that we've gotten in drafts, even though this year's draft was disappointing. And then in 2027, when you have the salary floor, 
you could really think about winning and maybe even making a run at the at the division. But that's about five years off, you know. And I'm probably going to still be doing this podcast. I got no reason not to unless I have a stroke, you know. <laughs> and I'll probably still be doing this podcast. But I'm here to let you know that this team is not trying to win in the next couple years. So just relax. Don't get angry when they make a trade with a division rival, you know. Don't get angry when they trade Brian Reynolds. Don't get angry when they when they trade um, Chavis because he's too expensive. Don't get angry when they trade um, Bednar because he's a Pittsburgh guy. Just understand what's going on. It's payroll first, and then eventually, if you tank long enough like the Baltimore Orioles have, eventually you might actually be able to sniff a wild card like the Baltimore Orioles are going to be doing next year. So it's depressing. I, I, I love the trade deadline, and I hate the trade deadline because it pisses me off, you know? Last year, the Dodgers just got sick guys. This year, the Padres just got sick guys, you know? And nobody else really has a chance to compete, you know, other than great teams that plan great, like um, the Cardinals, the Braves, and you could even throw the Brewers in there with the pitching that they've been able to keep, the starting pitching that they can run out there. They could win a playoff series. So we love you. You know the devil loves you because the devil's got to be behind all this crap, ruining the national pastime. I'm depressed, but not too depressed, you know. And if you're a Pirates fan, don't take this stuff too seriously. It's not worth it. They don't care. Why should you care? Peace out.